what are some clubs I can join? How is the food on campus? campus? Where's your favorite place to eat is on the campus? Rec Center free? Are there scholarships your favorite place to go and eat on campus? That's a lot of questions. Let's talk about that. Hi, everybody. My name is Fletcher. I am a senior studying entrepreneurship with a focus in environmental and sustainability studies. Hi, I'm Rachel. I'm a junior. My major is exercise science, and I'm on the pre-physical therapy track. And we are very excited to bring you this first episode of the Bronco Broadcast. Today, we are going to be sitting down with some members of our admissions staff to just ask them some of the basic questions uh, that they get a lot of times in the admissions office. So if you could go ahead and introduce yourselves. Hey, everybody. I'm Chelsea Yorty. I am one of the assistant directors in the admissions office, and I am a super proud alum. I love this school. Yeah. Hi, everyone. I'm Cal Creener. I'm also an admissions counselor here at WMU and a super proud alum like Chelsea. Uh, and also like Chelsea, I love this university. I could talk about it for hours, but I'll try to keep my time limited. <laughs> We got a lot of things to cover, so we're just kind of going to dive right into it today with a bunch of the questions that uh, we get time and time again in the admissions office. So we're just going to start out with pretty simple of just how big is campus? Well, you know, that's actually a really hard question to answer because there's a lot of different answers. Do you want acreage or student size or uh, feel? The more the merrier. Okay, okay. Well, acreage, because... I get a lot of dads that have asked me this. It is 1,200. Super exciting. What does that really mean, though? Campus itself is 15 minutes walking from one side to the other. You can do it in about five minutes if you're running late for exams and just sprinting, or if you have one of those really cool like motorized scooters. And it's super self-contained, right? There's no roads running down the middle of it. It feels like its own little separate community, which is super exciting. Uh, as far as student body size, we're about 22,000 students, which means we're a mid-sized university. We think that makes us the best of both worlds, right? You have all of the big school opportunities, which I'm sure we'll dive into a lot more later in the podcast. But you also have that really small school feel. So while, yes, it's 15 minutes walking from one side to the other, or it's 1,200 acres, it feels like a little community college. It feels like uh, even though you don't know everybody, you kind of feel like you do know everybody. There are so many communities within the Bronco community and support organizations and different groups that really help you feel like when you're here, you're part of a tight-knit Bronco family, um, which is why it's kind of hard to say how big is campus because, you know, a lot of different answers there. You mentioned that there's about 22,000 students here at Western. Um, Chelsea, how big are the classes then? Um, because we have such a large student body. Yes. So Cal touched on how we are a we've got big school opportunity with a very small school feel. That comes through hardcore in our class structure. So our average class size is about 32 students. Uh, your student to faculty ratio is 16 to one. We want to make sure we're putting you in these small environments where you get to know each other, right? You get to know your your peers, but you also really get to know your professor. Um, being the fact that we are a top tier national research institution all of your professors are doing research um, so the fact that we have these small environments and classroom structures means you get to know on a personal basis these people that are creating new knowledge in your field that is huge um, you're more likely to be taught by a full-time faculty member here at western than any other school in the state of michigan and that's important to us uh, we want to put you in those classes that are intimate and small whether they're it's a small lab on campus or it is a 
virtual lecture hall. We want you in an environment where you get to make a community, right? Not, you're not with hundreds of other people that you don't ever get to know. Um, we want you to know your fellow students. We want you to know your professor. We want you to get your hands dirty in whatever you're learning and actually do it, experience it, not just be lectured on it in a massive lecture hall all four years. It's not how we work here at Western. Yeah, I think some of my favorite classes that I've gotten to take across my time at Western have been the ones where I've been out on campus actually using like one of my favorite things is getting to use the actual like campus itself as a resource and a classroom. I think about my smallest class size I had was six students. And mind you, this was years ago, um, but it's still the same structure. And those six students became some of my best friends. And the professor of that class to this day, she isn't just a mentor anymore. She's now one of my dearest friends. So to be able to have that environment where it's not just a really grounded, really passionate, really um, knowledgeable lecture and, and class experience, it's it's your future, right? Like these people follow you. It's, it's, it's a cool structure. Um, and that really makes a difference, too, as you take classes for your major. Um, I've now realized in my smaller labs, um, every single class then throughout my entire career, I have the same students. And, and so then I just naturally become friends with them. And it's a really easy to make friends and just also learn what we love. It all goes into that family feel, like I said, um, when you were talking about size of campus, those small classes and that, that unity really makes you feel connected with everyone. Yeah, absolutely. I think that goes into another question that we get constantly in the admissions office, which is just about programs. What programs do we offer at Western? I feel like people are always coming and asking, like, do you have my program? I get this all the time at college fairs where people walk up and they'll be like, do you have this one very specific program? And you have to like go through your mental Rolodex of, okay, we've got 150 programs. Which one is it? Do we have it? Well, I know you have my program. I came in wanting to be a theater student, and we have one of the best theater programs in the country, in my opinion. Um, but it's not the only one. We have 150 different majors spread throughout seven different academic colleges. Um, that includes college of aviation, education and human development, arts and sciences, fine arts, engineering and applied sciences, uh, health and human services, and Hayworth College of Business. Thank you, Fletcher. I always get through and I start, okay, I missed one and I missed the other. But um, yeah, so that's all our seven academic colleges, not counting the honors college or the graduate college. Um, and they really go into everything and every aspect. What's super cool is that it's super personalized. So you can come in and say you really want to be a high school teacher and you really want to teach um, geography. Great. You get to major in geography and then take your secondary education in your master's program. Or say you come in and you really want to be in fine arts, but you really like working with the technology and the future of technology in fine arts, take a multimedia technology major course. Um, so we work really hard to, no matter what you want to study, help make it as personalized for your path as possible. Your career help you explore all of those options, which is really cool. Well, and I think it's also really important to touch on, there's there's a lot of students that come in to college, Western specifically, but college in general, not knowing what they want to study, you know, and there's this, there's big pressure, I think, across the board, across our country that says, okay, you're about to graduate high school, you need to know exactly what you're going to do for the rest of your life. 
And that's so not realistic. Um, so it's really cool for me to be able to talk about exploratory advising here at Western. We want to encourage you to come and explore and figure out what makes sense for you, right? Don't, don't fall into the trap of saying, I have to decide everything I'm doing the rest of my life and I have to pick a major. And if I like it, I don't know, but we're just going to do it. No, that's terrible. Don't do that. Um, exploratory advising is a huge team of people. They are trained in helping you figure out what you're good at, what you're not good at, what you like, what you don't like, what you should avoid with a 10 foot pole. Like we want to make sure you are quite literally exploring, right? Finding classes that fit you. All of these classes you're exploring with, they're not fluff classes. They're not adding on to your time at Western. They are structured college credit classes that count towards your graduation. So um, it really gives you this incredible opportunity to try something that you never thought you'd like. You know, I hear time and time again from students that would never think they'd be interested in, you know, anthropology or psychology. And they take one of the intro classes and they go, oh my gosh this is it. This is what I need to do. Um, so we have plenty of majors for you and we have plenty of support and structure to help you find that major, even if you don't know it before you get here. Throughout my time being like a student ambassador and just learning about all these awesome resources that Western has, I definitely regret not coming in as an undecided major yeah, and too. having that opportunity to literally just explore all of the different academic colleges and just see all of the other opportunities that I could have. Definitely biggest regret um, coming into Western. Yeah, I think it's something I would have loved to just see what I would have been able to explore with. Um, but just another question that I feel like is really important and kind of goes back to that community feeling that we were talking about earlier. But what's safety like on campus? What do we do to just make sure our students are as safe as possible? This is something we get all over the place, you know, and, and people are always asking it. They come to it, I think, in a couple different lenses, right? Some people are asking for the super traditional, like, what are your safety initiatives, right? And it's it's awesome to be able to say, you know, we're ranked third in the nation for our safety initiatives. Our Department of Public Safety does an amazing job of trying to figure out what new things they need to do to keep this community safe, right? So those come, in play, come into form in the fact that we have over 100 different call boxes scattered across campus. They all have a really bright, big blue light on them. Uh, if you push that button within 90 seconds, uh, a police officer will be there to assist you. So whether you're feeling uncomfortable walking across campus at night or you're juggling too many books or your tires are flat on your bike or your car, I don't know, something, you need help push that button, someone will come to you, right? There's a robust alert system. So if anything is happening both on campus or in the surrounding community, we want our students and our community members to know about it. Um, so whether that is a text message, a phone call, an email, a Twitter update, there's just the whole shebang. We want to make sure we are letting everyone know what's going on where so they can make the safest right choice for them in that moment. Um, but safety is so much bigger than that. It's so much bigger than the 32 different police officers we have that are fully sworn in and deputized. It's bigger than, you know, a canine unit, which P.S., the dogs are absolutely adorable and fantastic and you can pet them. But it, it's more than that, right? It's so much more than all of those things. And what we've kind of touched on so far a little bit, I think we're going to get into even more, is the community here at Western. Um, when you come to this campus, you are part of an inclusive, supportive, welcoming community full of people that want to get to know you. Um, and that is really, the, I think, the, the root of the safe, of safety here on campus. Um, you have professors that are getting to know you as a person and what you're like and what you're not like, so they can see when something's wrong. You've got people that as you pass each other on the paths, 
make eye contact and say hello. You have support services across the, the different um, academic colleges and, and support avenues that are there to make sure everyone feels grounded and supported. Um, so you're coming to a community that, yes, has all these awesome safety initiatives to keep you safe, um, but you have people that have your back. Yeah, like Chelsea said, the safety on campus is super community-based. It's us looking out for each other. And I think it's also uh, important to acknowledge that it's super personal, right? What makes me feel safe on campus might not be what makes Chelsea feel safe on campus, might not be what makes Rachel or Fletcher feel safe on campus. Um, and that's one of the reasons that all of these initiatives are super important, that these programs like free counseling at Syndicus, our health center on campus, or um, organizations, student organizations through the Office of Diversity and Inclusion and Multicultural Affairs for Students and Disability Services for Students and LGBTQ Student Services are so important. They play such a key role, not only in creating uh, an exploratory and opening and welcome environment, but a really safe, encouraging environment for our students to learn and grow into who they want to be. Um, yeah, thinking about my time two years ago when I'm from a um, small hometown versus when I moved out to Kalamazoo and just like the amount of self self growth that I've gone through, whether that just be through our community itself, meeting new people and just living on my own in this amazing place. Um, it's just crazy to think about how much I've changed. Yeah, I absolutely love it. I'm very grateful for Western for that. Another thing that uh, falls in again with the community of Western is just what is campus like? What is there to do on campus? What's there to do downtown? What is this community that we talk about so much at Western? What do they actually do together? Yeah, Western uh, has cultivated a really cool environment for student growth. And student growth, it doesn't just happen in the classroom. It happens by having fun, right? It's trying new thing, things. It's experiencing a new event or, or whatever it might be, activity. So we've got over 300 different registered student organizations. So those range from debate club to um, swim club to esports, where these students are competing at the international level for gaming. It's incredible. So what Whatever you're interested in doing, you have clubs that are going to support that, right? You have people that are also interested in what you're interested in, and they're gathering, they're coming together. Um, so there's just, there's a lot going on. So thousands of events throughout campus. Um, what's really neat right now is watching them transition into virtual spaces. So watching things, both programs that would normally happen on campus, but also downtown in Kalamazoo that maybe we can't because of social distancing guidelines, but we still want to make sure they're happening. The city of Kalamazoo itself, so looking beyond all of the events and the, the things that are happening on campus, the clubs, the sports, the fraternities, the sororities, um, the city of Kalamazoo has life in it. It is this little urban city of about 78,000 people and there's coffee shops and restaurants and nightclubs and museums and hiking trails, biking trails. There is so much to do here that it's so hard to be a student and say, I've got nothing to do on board, right? With everything on campus and then everything in the city of Kalamazoo, there's always something new to explore. Um, and that that's really going to play into the growth that plays into who you are going to become because you're trying something new, right? Like maybe you've never been rock climbing or maybe you've never been to a protest or maybe you've never been to the art museum. Like all of these things play into who you were going to become as a Bronco. All right, so now kind of more talking towards our prospective students. So high schoolers, if you're wanting to become a Bronco and be a part of this amazing community that we could literally go on for hours about, how do you apply to Western? 
this is super important. This is the business stuff. So important information, key things to know about the application process. One, applications open in August every year. They typically don't close until June. Now, that seems like a lot of time to apply and figure out what schools you want to go to. And in theory, it is. But really, if you want to maximize your scholarship opportunities, you're going to want to get that application in as early as you possibly can. So the deadline this year, 20, fall 2020, for students enrolling for fall 2021, the early action application deadline is December 15th. Now, early action application deadline is just a really fancy way of saying that it's the scholarship deadline for scholarships through the admissions office. But before we get there, you actually have to do the application. So between August and December 15th, you have time to come to these virtual sessions and to our campus and listen to the podcast and figure out this place for you. Once you've decided to do that, you can either submit a common app or you can go to Gold Gateway, which is just the application through our website. Now, the common app and the Gold Gateway application are the exact same application. So really, it just depends on which one is easier for you. If you're someone who's applying to every school you possibly can, Common App might be easier. If you're someone who loves Western as much as we do and can't wait to be here and we're the only school you're applying to, Gold Gateway might also be your option. Either way, like I said, same questions, same process. Our application process is super holistic. If you haven't picked up on it by now, we are so community-based. We're not looking at a specific number. I'm not looking at you as a dollar sign. I'm not looking at you as a letter grade or a test score. I want to get to know who you are. That's what the application is all about, getting to know who you are, what your ambitions are, where you want to go so that I can do my job of helping you get there. So that means I'm looking at your GPA, but I'm also looking at your transcript. I'm going all the way back to freshman year, which scares some people, totally shouldn't. I'm just looking for growth. I'm looking to see that you have challenged yourself while understanding that everybody's challenge in the academic environment looks different, I'm looking at your challenge. I'm looking to see what you've done to overcome that, how you've grown. I want to understand the success that you've had in high school. I want to understand the failures you've had in high school and how you've come back from those. I'm looking at your volunteer hours. I'm looking at the ways you've engaged in your community, the extracurriculars you've done. If you've worked side jobs to support your family, if you and your family have traveled, I really want to get to know who you are. Now, of course, not all of the information is just in your transcript. That's where your essay and your resume become super important. Your essay and your resume is your opportunity to explain to me your high school career, to talk to me about your life, to talk to me about the obstacles you've overcome, overcome the success you've had, the dreams you have, um, your ambitions. The more information you give me in the essay and the resume, the better. And like I said, it's not required, but please, please, please fill it out. I want to know who you are. I want to do my job, and my job is so much easier when you give me that information and we get to know each other. That's also why it's important to stay in contact with and talk with your admissions counselor. So if you go to the WMU Find My Rep page, you can find the counselor who is going to be the one person sending you emails and calling you, but also is the person looking at your application and reviewing it. And the more we're in contact, the better. It makes the whole college search process easier for you. It makes the admissions process easier for me. It's also important that you get us that information because your essay, your resume, your transcript and GPA, we're also looking at, for our, looking at the information for our merit-based scholarships, like the Bronco Merit, the Brown and Gold Scholarship, the Medallion Scholarship. So more information, the better. Now, in the past, 
I would have also talked about test scores when I was talking about application process. For students interested in fall of 2021, we are test optional. That means you do not have to have an SAT score. You do not have, an, have to have an ACT score to be considered for admissions to the university. Now, if you have that test score and you're really proud of it, cool, send it our way. If we think it'll help your chances of getting admitted, we'll look at it. If it's not going to help you, if you don't have that test score, if it's not where you want it to be, or if you just forget to send it to us, don't worry about it. It in no way will negatively impact your admissions prospects. That also means it's not going to impact your scholarship process either. Our merit-based scholarships are now GPA-based, as well as looking at those extracurriculars and those transcripts. The test scores are not required for your scholarships which is super, super important for you to know. I think it makes the application process a little bit easier. It's one less thing to stress about, and hopefully it makes the college search a little bit easier for you in general. I feel like every prospective student listening just took a huge sigh of relief. Like, I don't have to take the SAT. <laughs> like, amazing. I think you're correct. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think that's about all the questions we have for the two of you. So thank you very much for joining us. And if there are any like last minute things you want to say to the incoming class, um, now's the time for you to do that. Get ready. Get ready to have fun. Get ready to be challenged. Get ready to try things that you never thought you'd try. Um, and get ready to become somebody that you never imagined you'd have the tools to become. You're going to have an absolute blast doing it. We're going to be supporting you throughout the whole process. You are not doing this alone. You're doing it with a pretty incredible community. And I don't know, I'm excited to be part of the team that's, that's first welcoming you to that community. I would also add in communicate. The more we talk, the better. And remember, at the end of the day, college isn't about numbers. It's not just about grades. It's not just about scholarships. It's about the experience. It's about preparing you for your career, but also about helping you find a place where you feel free to spread your wings, expand your boundaries, and really grow into your potential. Um, it's one of the reasons that we work really hard to make WMU not just a great place to be, a great place to go, but a really great place to become. It's about your personal and professional growth. Um, so keep that in mind as you're looking at schools and you're engaging and you're, and you're working with admissions counselors um, so that you're finding that place where you feel that you have that potential. I just got chills. I just got chills listening to you guys. Well, thank you very much for joining us today. Hopefully that this first episode of the podcast was not only great to listen to, but also informational. We're really excited to get to continue to share other parts of campus, everything from academics to just life on campus. So uh, just I hope you continue to join us and thank you very much for listening. Yes, thank you for listening to the Bronco Broadcast.